guys, it's Tony Robbins. You're listening to Habits and Hustle. Crush it. All right. So this is actually a very exciting podcast for me today because my kids will, my kid will enjoy it yeah. and like he'll think I'm the coolest mom. <laughs> so therefore I'm excited. I have Chris Matthews, who's otherwise known, AKA as the lethal shooter. He is the most sought after shooting coach probably in the world. If you don't follow him or see his videos on shooting, you have to, because some of them are so incredible. I mean, it's just it, it just is amazing. So thank you for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm like, I told you, my kid now yeah. thinks I'm cool. So <laughs> yeah. of course, right? I guess what I really, I think I want to start with something that's an obvious question, which is someone like you, who's clearly an amazing shooter, right? Like, again, if you, some of the videos that I've seen of you are so insane. <laughs> like that's when I was telling you before we started yeah. about the plane, yeah. you know, like you got off some plane and you were, you, you shot, how far was that one shot? From the in plane. Austria, yeah, it, it was pretty far. Like, <laughs> it was really, it was a really tough shot, especially the one I shot from the ceiling. But it was crazy. That shot only took about five, but it was extremely, extremely hard. Because if I miss, it, but people didn't know it. That's a, a, a carrier, so they had like luxury cars in there. There were other planes inside of there. So if I miss and hit one of oh the cars, it was just a lot of pressure. Totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of pressure. So, okay, so this is my question. If you are so amazing at shooting, yeah. why are you not playing in the NBA? And why you why are you only coaching yeah. these players? If you are obviously better than them, it would be, I would think, a no-brainer that you should be a Laker or a yeah. Bull or whoever. Yeah. Well, you know, the one thing about life, you know, everybody doesn't make it. And I feel like with society today, everybody always feels a lot of pressure when they fail. You know, not making it to the NBA, I didn't feel like I failed because the way that my parents and my surroundings uh, uh, taught me to understand that I use basketball and basketball doesn't use me. And I use basketball to be the first person in my family to get a degree. I use basketball to be the first person in my family to own a home. And I'm doing great things. And that's just like an NBA player. I don't have the millions and tons of money, but the impact that I'm bringing on to the world is just like an NBA player. So like, I, I just try to use that as inspiration to others because like, there's so many great baseball players that people say, oh, how come you didn't make it pro at that level? Because everybody doesn't make it, you know, but are you going to stop believing in yourself? And, and that's what I try to do for myself. Like, yeah, you know, I'm a great shooter. I was a great shooter in college. I was a great shooter overseas and I didn't make it to the NBA, but I'm still doing what I love and that's giving back to others. No, I, that's a great answer. But, yeah. and we'll get into all of your background and the, and the chrono lot, like, you know, your origin story and yeah. all this. But I mean, with all that being said, yeah. like tactically, like yeah. logically, you would think if someone is as good at the one thing that you're literally teaching the best of the best mm -hmm. to be doing, what was the reason that like, was it because other skills that you needed to kind of have the whole package were they kind of less, they weren't as superior, let's say. I'll say I could have done, so my senior year in college, I was ranked number five in the nation in threes made and number one in the Atlantic 10, the conference I played yeah. in, I was number one in the conference. I don't think I did a good job of trying to pursue camps and stuff. Like it was more like once I knew that I probably wasn't on a draft board or something like that, I just went straight to France. Uh, I think I could have done a I think I could have done a better job of seeking it more from the start. I think I started seeking it way too late in my career, if that makes sense. Yeah, so it like does. later on in my career I did play in the G League that a lot of people don't know, but I only stayed for like a month because I later on went to Mexico because I was, you know, chasing money at the time, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I feel like how I am educated now and as a trainer coming out of college, I would have went to more camps 
to try to make it to the NBA. But right out of college, once I saw I wasn't being picked, I went to a EuroLeague camp. I got picked up that same week and went straight to France. Okay, good. So now you can start explaining to me like the, the history of your of your basketball career. So you're how tall are you? I'm 6'4". Okay, 6'4". So when you were a kid, were you... Like, give me what you did. Like, were you a bas- You played basketball. Yeah, so I played basketball. A lot of people don't know I actually bowled professionally as well. I played bowled? baseball. Yeah, I'm, I'm a really, really good bowler. I really? Played, yeah, I played baseball all the way to the 10th grade. I played football all the way up to the 10th grade. So my dad had me in four sports um, oh. growing up. So that was a blessing. And um, But I had to stick to one sport because every single sport I was using my right arm. So my right arm was getting bad tendonitis and my rotator cuff. So my dad told me pick one sport. We chose basketball and you know there was no looking back. Um, middle school, I won championships. High school, I won championships. In college, I was lucky to play at Washington State for two years under Tony Bennett where we went to the Sweet 16. Then I transferred to St. Bonaventure where we turned the whole program around. And then a lot of People know I played pro for seven years overseas. I played in France. I played in China. I played in Mexico. I lived in Iceland. I lived in Switzerland. I lived all over the world. And that was just, you know, the, the ability to use basketball to see other things. And like you say, like to to play in the NBA is always a dream come true. But to to travel the world is is it's unreal. You know, it was a good time. I lived in some of the most amazing places ever. And that's just because I can shoot a basketball. So all those things led up to to what I'm doing right now. So you were always were was that like your thing? You were always really good at shooting. Then. Really, really good. Always. Yeah. yeah, like elementary school, I was really good. Middle school, that's when I peaked at elementary school. That's when I was just like, I was really, really good. So, and it was a blessing because of the work that I used to put in as a kid. You know, a lot of people say, oh, Lethal, you you know, you can make a half court shot. You can make eight out of 10, but they don't know. As a kid, I used to have to form shoot 500 shots a day and, and shoot every single day so I could have these type of moments on what I'm doing right now. And that's, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's the work that you put in, if you, that, that whatever you want to get out of something. So that's what I want to talk to you about. So like you, so someone like you, you ought, like you obviously had innate talent, mm-hmm. but you still practiced like a shitload, right? Like yeah. it was like, is it because you were, you saw that you were talented and other people already saw you had that gift that then you wanted to harness it? Because I, the reason why I'm asking and what I want to really get to is that you know, there's a couple different like theories, right? Like, is it talent? Is it work ethic? Is it, you know, the truth is to be like a Kobe or anybody, Michael Jordan, like you need to have a combination of both, right? Mm -hmm. Like you need to have talent, but these are people who are so like, just, they live and breathe. They want to be so great that they put in the hours that nobody else would ever put in. Were you, were you kind of, is that what happened with you? Like you already saw that you had this talent with shooting and then you just like double down triple down yeah i don't think anybody's just born like a great shooter anybody's born a great baseball player or a great wrestler or a great football player you have to work towards that you know you can be big and strong and be a wrestler and not be good at your craft because you're not practicing you Mm -hmm. can be a six foot ten six eleven person you know all due respect working at cvs yeah so it's like it's the work that you have to put in and yes like i feel like i'm one of the best shooters in the world because of my ability to shoot constantly you know and and i'm very stern on myself and that's how i broke the world record last year on espn because i'm willing to do things that a lot of people don't understand what I'm willing to do when I want to reach a goal. You know what I mean? So like the other day I was just on live because I, I really show my training. So I was like, I'm going to show people on live sometimes what I do because I try to bike like five times a week, but I try to do like 15 miles, you know what I mean, a day. So you're um, biking. Biking. So 15. you bike also? I do bike, but it's not like a 
I'm not doing it as like a sport. I'm right. doing it because I just I like to burn. Yeah. So um, I went on live and my father was like, I showed them the screen. And they're like, holy, like Lethal's crazy. And it's like, yeah, like usually people who are very successful at anything, they're they're a little crazy towards that goal. And I'm willing to do whatever to accomplish my goals. And and to what you said, I'm a great shooter because all of the work that I put in before and the work that I'm putting in now. So like if I go shoot for the NBA in front of 5,000 fans, people will see me shoot for like an hour. I probably only missed like five shots. And they're like, oh my God, lethal shooter shoots so good. But they don't know prior to that, I probably trained for one month to get ready for that moment. Yeah, If that makes exactly. sense. So it's just... You know, people, it's just not something you're born with. It's something you have to work towards. And the one thing about the universe and God, you know, when he gives you a gift, if you work on it, it'll get better. But if you don't work on it, you'll just be started standing that straight plane. Then you'll look up, then different people have caught up with you, and then they're better than you. And that happens a lot with pros. You'll see them, they get drafted first round, they're so good the first two years in the NBA, and then they could lose focus. And then you look up like, oh, what happened to this guy? What happened to that guy? Because they didn't keep the same work ethic. I could not agree with you more. So yeah. then when you were younger, what was your routine back then? Like to kind of, because even though you were good at it, yeah. you weren't like where you are now, right? Because you yeah. took all, like, all the hours. How many hours would you say you, you practiced a day? It was pretty gruesome. You know, I, even as a kid, I would have to make 500 shots a day. But I think a lot of people, when I say that, they think it's jump shots. I had to shoot a lot of form shots. So my dad would make me uh, make 250 form shots and then 250 jump shots every single day. What's a form shot, by the so way? So a form shot is when you're, uh, like what you did outside, like you get close oh, to the rim, which was a nice shot. You know what okay. I mean? You, you you get out close to the rim and you shoot. And it, the for, shooting form shots is just like as a golfer. You know, if me and you were to teach somebody how to play golf, we don't just take them straight to the PGA Tour where they're hitting it 500 yards. You want them to start close to just understand how to use it and stuff like that. And the same with any other sport. You want to start close and then you start getting further and further away. And and I would form shoot close to the rim and then my dad would allow me to step further and further away. And that's why with my abilities, I can shoot so far right now because of just gruesome training, but in a loving way. It wasn't like gruesome training that I didn't want to be no, out there. No, no, like, no. What I'm saying you know is, is that so that's what you did. So you started close yeah. and then as you got... You perfected that or got yes. better and better. You kept on moving back and back. Right. And now when you shoot, what's the furthest that you can shoot? And how long is like a, a professional basketball yeah. floor? Yeah. 94 feet. 90. So how yeah. far could you actually shoot from? Um, the other day I did a video on Instagram uh, with Nate and a good friend of mine. And I did a video. I think I made like eight out of 10 half court shots. It, that only took me about 10 minutes. You know what I mean? But I was making them, but it wasn't the way that I wanted. So like, I half court. I'm saying, how far can you actually shoot? Like ninety? You can obviously oh, shoot. Oh, with a regular the, form. With a regular form. Uh, I'll say two steps across half court. I can shoot a regular form, same as like Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. You know what I mean? But that's not an ideal shot. But with a clean form, I can do two steps across half court. I can shoot with a clean form. Anything else? Anybody? They're uh, throwing the ball. There's throwing a ball. Yeah, there's throwing a ball. Okay, so you did 500, you said, a day, which took, how long would that be? It's pretty fast. I can make 500 shots pretty easy. So I would say probably like an hour and a half, I can make 500 shots. But remember, you know, to somebody watching this that's younger or somebody trying to be a professional, that can really burn your arm a lot. Mm -hmm. So that, but I was going through that pain because I wanted to feel that pain. That's why I told you I bite because it burns my legs. And then that, and that type of stimulation kind of gets me going. Cause you, you know, you, that's usually when somebody hits a wall, like, oh shit, my thighs are burning. Let me stop. 
I'm more of, all right, it's burning, but let me try to go another five miles. That's how I do with my right arm, where it's like, okay, my arm is burning, but let me try to get up some more shots. So when I do shoot, it's just so easy. Got it. So yeah. then, okay, so as a kid, you were doing 500. So you were doing about an hour and a half a day yeah. of that. Okay. Yeah. And then like, and then what? Like you were getting better and better. Getting better and better, running hills, wearing a vest, running hills. Like just overall, you were getting conditioned. Conditioned a lot. You know what I mean? Because yeah. if you want to be an elite in anything, remember I'm playing baseball, football, basketball, and I'm bowling on Saturdays. So I had to just make sure I was always uh, in shape. You get what I mean? So yeah. I did a lot of running. Um, I did a lot of bike riding with my dad. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The bike that I ride now is actually stationary. But that's where I get the bike riding from because yeah. by, in, in, in any sport, bike riding is good for your legs because it builds up the, the muscles around your thighs mm -hmm. and your knees and all that type of stuff. So and it's good for your calves. You know what I mean? So and, you, people are you're saying so mostly for athletes, basketball. Yeah. So you're saying biking is like the oh, one thing that everyone's doing. Also, it's better on your joints and your knees. It's amazing. You know what I mean? Biking. Another great workout is boxing. You know Amazing, what I mean? Yeah. I used to do that when I was younger with Mr. Tyson at our rec for free. They'll make the entire Mr. room. Mr. Tyson being like Mike No, Tyson. no, not Mike Tyson. Okay, His I'm name like... was Mr. Tyson. Oh, okay. So yeah. But they would uh, make the room really, really hot. Mm -hmm. And we would have to train in that gruesome heat. You know what I mean? But it, it was just, it made us who we were and made it, it made me who I am today, that type of training. Okay, so we're going to get into that. So then basically then you went the whole path. You were training really hard. You wanted to, you wanted to be like an NBA basketball yeah, of player, of course. And so you said something earlier that was interesting. You said something that like you think that really the, at the end of the day, it was because you didn't put the time in to go to these camps. Mm -hmm. So what kind of camps are people like? Does, is the, are these the camps that Kobe would go to or Steph, Stephen Curry? Like mm -hmm. are, what camps are we talking about? Well, the good thing about Kobe and Stephen Curry, you know, the, the careers that they had, they didn't have to go to those camps because they're already on the radar. The mistake that I made... I was on the radar, but I wasn't on the radar where first or second round. The thing mm. I should have done was, I would say, be a little bit more patient instead of going straight to overseas. I should have went to other exposure camps where the NBA hosts so they can see where somebody has those type of abilities. The same camps they have now and the same camps they had before where you can go and, and play and do shooting drills and do defensive drills so they can see, like, hold up, who is this guy right here? Like, this guy, oh, he goes to St. Bonaventure. Right. He's blah, blah, blah. I didn't do that. Once I saw what was going on, I went straight to the EuroLeague camp. And, and like I said, a week and a half, two weeks later, I was in France. Right. And then yeah. so how long did you do all that for? Um, the EuroLeague camp? Like all the camp. Like when, yeah. I only went to one camp. Like soon as I, okay. soon as I saw I wasn't on NBA radar, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to Europe to get, to get this bread. What could, and so the, the other alternative, if, so it sounds like you were super hungry. Yeah, why I'm just were you, starving, yeah. Why were you not starving and hungry then? Like if you, did you not want it bad enough yeah. to be in the NBA as much as like other people wanted it then? Yeah. You wanted the quick, quick money, you wanted this, you wanted that. Then how did you end up being this guy for the NBA? Like what was the... Like, what was your first job? How did you get that first job? Yeah. Who was your first big client? Yeah, I'll say I was hungry, but I was more hungry to just probably not be living in D.C. So that's why I think I mm -hmm. wanted to just get in and get out, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I feel like if I had been pursuing the NBA, going to all these camps, which I did. I told you later on in my career, I went to the Reno Bighorns camp. There's like 200 players in there. They're only going to pick one player. And, they, and, I, and I got picked. 
that's when that's when I played in in the league under the NBA. I got picked for that uh, for the Reno Bighorns, okay. and it was a blessing. It was 200 players that came to play, and I'm the one player that they took. But I wasn't patient again because back then in the G League, the money wasn't like how it is now in the D League. Mm. You know what I mean? The money was just bad. You know what I mean? And and in life, D League, G League, what are you talking? It's the about? same thing. They just changed the name. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So you know, the, that's the biggest thing that I teach people that I know in their careers as well. Don't don't do stuff for money. Do it. Because because of your love. And I think early on in my career, even in the middle, I, I, I was doing it the wrong way, if that makes sense. I was just trying to make a lot of money. And that's why with me now, I can do a lot of stuff and, my, and not make a lot of money because I truly love it, if that makes sense. And I feel like from the start, if I would have you know, like you said, maybe went to more NBA camps and been a little bit patient. Maybe I'd have been been on a bench or something. Or maybe I've been in this NBA summer league because right, right. with my shooting ability, the way I shoot now, teams are like, hey, man, like, would you want to be in the summer league? Just to, you know, because yeah. it's good publicity. You get what I'm saying? 100%. So, yeah. So it's just, those are good mistakes that we can tell people that's watching this, you know, don't be such in a rush in life. And I've made those mistakes multiple times growing up. I don't make those mistakes now because I'm older and wiser, but, you know, definitely um, be patient in those decisions. But yeah, my, I would say my first biggest client was Dwight Howard. So I, I was training. My back was against the wall. And one of my friends, his name's Kevin Serafin, he was playing for the New York Knicks and they wanted to, they wanted him to extend his jump shot. So I, I moved to Paris. And when I moved to Paris, Dwight Howard hit me up because he saw a video of me and Kevin Serafin. And Kevin Serafin's like, just draining jump shot after jump shot, but he's not known to be a, a shooter. So when I went to move to Atlanta to be with Dwight, it was like the highest free throw percentage he shot that season. He, I mean, he's just doing amazing. And then from there, that's when other NBA teams started contracting me. And now today, it's a blessing. Like, you know, I'm helping the Celtics right now because they are uh, have potential to go to the finals. I'm helping two clients on the Nuggets. I, I helped the Bucks this year. I helped the Orlando Magic. And, and it's just a blessing to be able to help people uh, succeed in life, if that makes sense. And yeah, I'm not the one making 200 million, 300 million, but like I said before, how much are you making? I make a little bit of money that I can provide for myself, but it's not what these guys are making. Like, like one of my clients, which is a blessing, like you know, Katavis Cabo Pope, he just signed for like 75 million. Bobby Portis signed for like 65 million, and it's just it comes with the training. But the good thing about life with me is not me doing it because I want something out of them. It's me doing it because I want them to get something for themselves. Because I know the mistakes that I made as a shooter, and I don't want them to make them mistakes. And I want them to get as much money as they can to uh, provide for their families and have generational wealth. Well, they are. I hope. Yeah, yeah. So, but then why is Drake and all these other people your clients? I mean, they're not basketball players. Yeah. Diplo, I saw a video, Diplo, Drake, and are they just because like you're so good, they just want, like how I said to you, do you want to, do you want to train my little 10 year old yeah. boy? Yeah. Like, I guess people ask you all the time, right? Yeah, it's a blessing, you know what I mean? To have people of that stature to want me to train them, you know, to have somebody like Flea and Machine Gun Kelly and all these different artists to reach out because I'm a really good teacher, you know what I mean? I'm a really good shooter. I got my basket. Yeah, and that was only three <laughs> shots. So, That's right. So it's just like... People don't see my real training, but like it's a reason why, you know, Nike and Jordan brand 
and NBA teams and WNBA teams. And a good example is two months ago, Indonesia flew me in to train their women's team because they're getting ready for the SEA Games. And, um, and four days ago, they won gold. You know what I mean? That's another prime example. I don't get a gold medal, but to see them win, right. it's, it's, it's a dream come true because as I was training those girls, I saw their potential and I was pushing them to a level that was very uncomfortable the same way that I was trained, if that made sense. Totally. And um, that's why I do what I do because I just want to see other people win. You know, and just like last night, me and Michael Porter Jr., we were in the gym last night. He has a game today. We were in the gym last night to like 1030, you know what I mean? Because he's just hungry to be great. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's it's a dream come true to help help other people with the art of shooting. So you get hired by teams. Right. You also get t- hired by individuals. Right. Right. So like Kevin Durant or whoever, who hired you? Kevin or Rich so Feynman or Yeah, so if you? I was to train Antoine, either okay. Antoine can hit me up, the agency can hit me up or the team hit me up. So like a good example is I started with helping the Atlanta Dream. So with the Atlanta Dream, they're in the WNBA, their their GM hits me up. Hey, man, we hear you have good services. We want to send some players to you. All right, perfect. What's your package? This is my package. This is the gym. Who's the player so I can study them for about two weeks just to let you know if I can really help this person. Two weeks? You have to you study somebody? Yeah, well, I'm not just studying them for two weeks. I have so much going on in my schedule that oh, I, I see what you mean. the okay. thing I don't do, I don't just... Let's say you're a big name. I'm not just going to take you just to take you. I need to know that I'm really going to change your life, if that makes sense. So um, I'll study that person for a long period of time and then hit you back. Hey, this is my price. Or let's say Billy hits me up and he wants to hire me. I'll let him make sure or her make sure that the team knows that I'm going to be training them so there's no misconfusion there. Or in the summertime, the agency can hit me up, which is a good example because this summer I'm booked through agencies where they hit me up and say, hey, we love your work. We was wondering, can you help other players in our agency to get better as well? So it can come from all three avenues, the player, the agency, or the team. Okay. And then how do you charge people? Is it hourly? Is it by project? Like, how do you charge people? Yeah. I I would say I charge people by each training session. So like a trainer trainer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a trainer trainer. So like a good example is last summer, Sabonis, you know, he made the all-star team this Mm -hmm. year. He was, uh, I think, second or third team All-NBA. He was with me for the entire summer. So I'll send him a package so he can look over at him and his financial team and to see if it fits his budget and stuff like that. And, And that's how I handle my business. So it's just, you know, let's say you're Tony and you want to train four times and you're an MBA. You know, I have to put a package together so you can see it that, that way as well. You know what I mean? So you don't do it like, but like trainers usually do hourly. Like you have. Yeah, it's, it's more, it's more, this is, this is the set rate. And the one thing that's why sometimes it does make me a little different because if you, my training, yeah, it should be about an hour and 20. But if I feel like you're really not getting it, even if I'm not getting paid extra, I'll spend two hours with you if we have that gym time or three hours because I really want to see you uh, get better. Even though I might not be getting the money that I deserve. Right. But you want to make sure though, like they're like... I just want to make sure you understand what I'm saying so you can knock down that shot. But are you doing... is what I guess also like when you're with this, when your clients, are you strictly doing the uh, shooting piece or are you also like doing... Are you doing weights with them? Are you doing cardio? Is it just shooting? Yeah, it's not just shooting. So like a good example is a Sabonis. He's very good around the rim. So there's different things that we went over as well with that. There's different things I teach people in transition. There's different things I teach people off the dribble. Me, myself, I'm not a trainer that I'm helping people with dribbling. 
selling. But if you have a package and you want to do something out of that package, I can show you how to do it at a very elite level because I was very good at certain manipulations on the basketball court to get what I want. If the if if you understand where I'm coming from, because like, I guess my point is, are you you're not like a gym trainer, like a personal trainer where no, you're in no. the gym. That's what I'm saying. So like you're not going into the gym with them and like doing three sets of squats. No, that's not my job. Right, that's not, that's not you, my but job. But you're a coach. That's what I'm saying. Like so, if someone's getting you, like let's use let's use a real example, mm-hmm. okay? Kevin Durant, who also are some of the ones that you're working with? So uh, Kevin isn't actually one of my clients. He played on my high school teams, but we can use, let's use a Catavius Caldwell-Pope okay. that plays for the Nuggets. So okay. when me and him train in the summer, when me and him train during the season, strictly everything is the gym. Whenever I step out of that boundary to go to weights, to go to a training session where they're running, it's more of a hey, coach, man, like... I need you there, man, so we get some motivation in or something like that. Not me saying this is the sets. Right, you're not you're not counting four more reps. No, no. But everything on the basketball court when it comes to shooting and other things, that's my job. And that's what a lot of people have to understand as trainers too. Understand your boundaries. Understand what you're good at. Understand what your profession is. Yeah. What your profession. And I feel like as trainers, a lot of people try to do everything. Everybody can't cut the lawn, clean the pool, and wash the car. Yeah. Let other people do their profession. I agree with you. I think if you try to do too many things, you end up being bad at not at everything. Exactly. You have to be a specialist mm-hmm. in what you're doing. Are there t- ways like you tell people like if you're talking to I don't know who's the biggest person that you've ever worked with. In the NBA or yeah. WNBA? Yeah. Um, I don't know one person in the WNBA. I'll say all of them are pretty big, but for name-wise, this summer I had Anthony Davis for free throws. Okay. Um, he did good with free throws this year. Uh, Jalen Brown from the Celtics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's my client this year. Um, so what did you help him with? Just understanding more to the art of shooting. He's he's shooting a very high percentage from the playoffs this 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 year. Um, last night was a tough game, but the one thing I understand about my clients that a lot of people don't understand, you're going to have good and bad games. And I think what's happening in the world today with fans, fans hold athletes to a level that they don't hold themselves to. So you'll say, oh, that fan, that, that player can't do this, can't do that. And we're the same people that we make mistakes as well, if that makes sense. It's just this person is on a bigger platform than we are. So when right. my clients play bad, I don't really have a lot of pressure on myself because I understand that's what life's all about. You're going to fail, but you have to succeed more than you fail, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. So Jalen um, Sabonis, I mean, he was all he was an all-star this year. Um, he took the Kings to one of the best runs this year, but in like 15, 20 years. You know what I mean? So it's just a blessing to train all these players. This season, I had Bobby Portis. I had Grayson Allen. I had Cole Anthony. I had Catavius Caldwell-Pope, um, Grant Williams that plays for the Celtics. Is, so, is there any conflict? Because like, if you know how someone shoots on one team and then someone else wants to hire you, can they be like, you know this this. Like the bat, it'll be like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. His his weakness is so, so forth. So if you really want to like get a leg up, you know, whoever, yeah. Anthony Davis, you should really do this. Or like, because you have like, you know. Intel. You know the real intel yeah. on like people's weaknesses, their strengths, how other teams can like get a leg up. Isn't that dangerous for people to like have you going back and forth to different teams and people? Well, it's dangerous, but my clients know my entire life is devoted to them, and I'll never do anything to. These are all nice them. answers, but it's the know, truth. But right, but it's what I'm truth. saying is, okay, that's the truth. But yeah. I'm saying, like, you don't think, in, like, it's human nature. Like, if, if I was like the GM or an owner or, or mm-hmm. like a coach, I would be concerned about that. 
No one ever thought that's, of that. That's that's called professionalism, and that's what I have. So, like a good example is when the Bucks play the Celtics. Okay. I train Grant, I train Jalen, and I train Bobby, and I train Grayson Allen. If I'm helping the Celtics at that time in their gym, if a coach came to me, hey, bro, like, what do you think? How do we stop Bobby? I'm not going to be in there. Oh, he likes this. He, he can't do this because that's my man. Like, I would never do anything to sabotage one of my homies, if that makes sense. You get what I mean? And the good thing about the field that I'm in, a coach know not to come to me with no stuff like that because I, I take my guys very right. serious. Unless they it's know. a joke. Unless it's a joke. Like, like if, if, if I've had this before where a coach like, come on, man, like. Like what? What can we do to stop? Blah blah blah. I'm like go ahead, coach. Like, but but nobody's ever gonna come to me like that because no one's ever done it. No, nah, no. I guess once. also it's like elite. I, I, they would be, you know. I mean, it's business. You know, what I mean, not saying it's never been done, but it's it's never happened to me. I mean, if I, I would just think in that at that level when yeah. so much is riding on shit, like yeah. someone be like, "Hey, I'll give you a million dollars if yeah. you tell me this, this, this." Because I mean, you have that intel. I'd be yeah. like concerned that. I'm surprised it's never, ever, like, come to be a... Nah, it never happened. I do have fans who are funny, like, on social media. Like, they'll they'll message me, like, come on, man, I'm about to do a fan duel. Do you think blah, blah, blah is going to hit four yeah, threes yeah, today? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and you know I can't respond because, like, it's just... I just can't respond. But I do find that hilarious. That is You really know what funny. I mean? Like, one of my good friends the other day was like, do you think Michael Porter is going to get over seven rebounds? And I can't say anything. I don't know. I mean, of course, me yes. and Mike talk about... The main goal for that game, but I can never tell somebody, you know what? This game, Michael Porter's main goal is he wants to get 12 rebounds because that's just nobody's business. That's me and his business. Totally. If that makes sense. So, of course, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, they're safe with me. So then how many, like, like how backed up are you? Like if I called you to do something, like you booked out now for how long? Well, I'll say you said your son. It, it's kind of hard for me to yeah, do I was, I was, yeah. I <laughs> No, I'm just saying in general. Yeah. It's kind of hard. Although to, I would love it, by the way. That would be amazing. Yeah. That. But it's hard to do stuff with kids right now unless it's like a big group, if that makes sense. Because I am fully booked for the summer for one-offs. If that makes sense. Okay, so so okay, wait. So if I can get five of his friends together, yeah, with, maybe maybe about a hundred. It's like a <laughs> hundred. Okay, well, yeah. I don't know about that. Uh, but five, we could figure it out. But all jokes aside, like, what's the price point? Just give me a very like a like a range of how much it would cost to for have kids. You. I mean, I'm not here to like hurt any kids' pockets, so it's it's a really low price period. Like I said, like for instance, like when I speak for the NBA, it's about five thousand kids in there. I only I charge a bare minimum because my main goal is to just what's bare minimum? People are going to call me and ask yeah. me. They're gonna be like, well, How much they would have to cost? go through my manager for that because they're going to say it changes sometimes. I'll have a lot of parents on yeah. here being like, I wonder if he'll do my. Well, if kid. it's a, if it's a referral from you, we'll figure out something <laughs> to make it really low. But okay. um, yeah, I, I think the most that people pay is probably from the teams. The 100%. NBA teams pay pay the most, and agencies. And stuff like that because shooting right now it's the difference between making twenty million and three hundred. Like you know, Jalen right now he's totally. up for three hundred and eighteen million dollars because he took his his shooting percentage up. You know what I mean? And that's how Bobby Portis signed that that big contract because the year I started working with him, he went to number two in the NBA in three point percentage. So now his value went up in money. So like, if you really want to make a lot of money in the NBA, like you name all the top five players in the right in the NBA right now, like Kevin, Luca. Um, Steph Curry, Clay, all, all of them can shoot. That's why all of them make over a hundred million dollars. Like Damian Lillard, two hundred million dollars. So like it's a it's some it's a big value in learning how to shoot the so basketball. You should be charging more money. I should. I should be charging. But the thing is, like I said, like you know, I should. But like I'm really in it to like just help others. If that makes sense, like. 
So this might sound like a strange segue, but have you ever been so bloated that you had to leave a party early? Because I got to tell you, that has happened to me more times than I'd like to admit. And that is why when I found Ritual Supplement Symbiotic Plus, it was a game changer because they really keep that weird gut stuff in mind. It's basically this three-in-one prebiotic, probiotic, and postbiotic with two of the world's most clinically studied probiotic strains to support the relief of mild and occasional bloating and gas and even diarrhea. And you might be asking, well, why include a postbiotic? And it's because it provides fuel to the cells that make up the gut lining and supports a healthy gut barrier. So it's really a win-win. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. So there's no more shame in your gut game. That's why Ritual is offering my listeners 30% off during your first month. So visit ritual.com slash habits to start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That is ritual.com slash habits. What would be like, what makes you the best shooting coach versus Joe Blow over mm-hmm. here? Like what, what's that one thing that makes you so good that everybody wants to have you as their coach? Well, I, I think everybody says that I'm the best shooting coach, but that's their, that's their feelings. Me, myself, I think there's a lot of great shooting coaches out there, if that makes sense. So I think what makes me different, I'm not trying to say I'm the best, is just my ability to do what I'm teaching. You know what I mean? Like I can really shoot really, really good, like at a really high, yeah. at a really high level. So, and so when I watch somebody, I can immediately tell what they're doing wrong. You get where I'm coming from. So like as soon as somebody's doing something wrong, I can immediately pick that up. But there's other trainers that can do that as well. You know what I mean? Not saying that they're not out there. It's just I have a a platform where I'm training the top players so people can see it on TV, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like tonight. KCP's playing against the Lakers tonight. Michael Porter's playing against the Lakers. AD is going to get fouled and go to the free throw line. So that's three people alone that my product is going to be uh, be seen. It's a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure because if they don't do well, it's on you. I wouldn't say it's on me because you're the one shooting the basketball, good or bad. But like I said, if they play good, I'm behind them. If they play bad, I'm behind them. But it's it's, it's not a lot of pressure on me that if they're playing bad, I'm saying it's a lot of pressure on me because I was the one that helped them. But if they play bad, me personally, I could care less because I wasn't the one shooting the basketball. Who is the hardest worker that you've ever worked with? Um, most like the most. I'll say I'll say all of them are hard workers, but I I would say this person isn't an NBA player. It's it's a it's a mesh of two. Like they're really crazy. So the first one his his is Flea from Red Hot Chili really? Peppers. Yeah, he's he's pretty nuts. So like when he's being crazy like that on TV, like that's really him. So like I'll be training him, and when he's done, he'll just out of nowhere just do seventy push-ups or do eighty push. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you, bro? He's like, I gotta. But it just shows that that's why he's the best, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, and that's the good thing about training different celebrities as well, because you'll get to see who's serious and who's not, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I would say the second person, I didn't think he was gonna be like this, but it was Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban is pretty nuts. So like when I when I trained Mark, we were only supposed to train for an hour, but it was something he wasn't understanding when I was teaching it. And I thought he was acting at first. You know what I mean? He's on Shark Tank. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, is it, I was like, is this dude fucking with me a little bit? But I started realizing. <laughs> 
That's why he's a billionaire, because he won't stop until he really figures out how to properly do it. So we stayed in the gym for like two hours and 45 minutes. Like he was really going crazy in there. You remember this guy's 50 plus. No, he's like, hello, not 50 plus. Yeah. He's 60. How old is Mark 63, 64. Yeah. So it was just like when I was watching him, I was like, damn, he's inspiring me. So by by that, you know, by watching that, it's making me go harder because I'm like, this dude is this age. He just finished uh, filming Shark Tank that night. He came to the gym. What people don't understand is he had makeup on. So I said, hey, bro, you know you got makeup on, right? He's like, oh, man, my bad. I was just rushing over here because I want to get better. And I'm like, at that age, he still wants to get better. You get what I'm saying? Totally. And And it just shows why these people are successful. You get where I'm coming from? It's not not fake. It's not by mistake. It's not by mistake. By the way, I find you mentioned Mark Cuban. He was on this podcast not that long ago, actually. Yeah. One of my favorites. Yeah. Because for exactly the same reason that you said it, because there's no phoniness there. Like, he really is relentless at, like, wanting to be, like, he wants to get better. He wants to understand. Yeah. There is no mistake why he is where where he is. No, 100%. Absolutely true. 100%. And it's interesting because, you know, when what I do and what you do, I go, I meet a ton of people. Right. And, like, it's sometimes, like, kind of disheartening because you kind of are like, you know, "Ah, I wish that person was actually more of what I thought they Mm -hmm, were going to be. Right? Yeah. And a lot of times you're disappointed. He exceeded my expectations. Yeah. Not the other way around. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's interesting. Okay, who else? Give me some other examples. Um, I mean, mostly everybody goes, like, I feel like too, not saying because it's me, but I feel like when I train people, they want to go, they don't want to- They don't want to waste it. They don't want to waste it, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? So, so, you know, it's just that situation, like two chains goes hard. He he's really he's really serious about basketball. You know what I mean. Is so, Drake does he does he work hard? Dr- really. Drake is very serious. He's a little crazy too. In um, what way? Crazy that he he really wants to be like really good. Yeah, he, I think he all like in the back of his head he actually wanted like he wish he was. I mean, like, who doesn't? You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody. I mean, this guy built the whole full court in his house. You know, know what I mean? Like who he has a hundred million dollar house, but he has like the same size basketball court of an NBA gym in his house. A lot of by the way, I've been to a couple of people's homes that yeah. have that here in LA. Yeah, it's ser- like basketball is like it's it's serious. Like, you totally. know what I mean? It's a serious sport. So it's just to see these people, like you're saying, like to see them just go hard. And like you're saying, it's not fake. Like, yo, I'm trying like this week I talked to Kodak Black. I talked to uh, Morris Chestnut. I talked to um, Soldier Boy. <laughs> oh yeah, you know Soulja what I mean. Boy, yeah. I talked to all these celebrities because they they just want to get in the gym. Like you just said, I just trained Diplo two weeks ago, and I thought he was, but you know, he just wants to do a video. But yeah. like, he really was like, "Yo, no, how do you hold this? Will you do with this finger? And then will you do with this? And why are your feet like this?" And in my head, I'm like, "Man, he's asking a lot of questions." But I start realizing again, he's asking a lot of questions because he really wants to understand how to properly do this I if know. that makes sense 100%. yeah 100% and yeah. like as you're saying that i was thinking before you even said that i can you give me some like easy practical tips for yeah. people listening cuz that i can give my kid to yeah. um of like what people can do to get like just to get better at basketball because like i feel like also people love it just as a stress reliever to go yeah. out there no, and shoot no it's hoops, true right? it's true so like I'll say like a good example is like one of my clients, you know, Marlon Wayans. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so I train him. So like the biggest thing that you want to do when you're just starting from the start, start. Like I haven't played basketball in a long time. I've been on the road. I'm working. If you're Joe Blow at home and 
You're you're working all day. You just want to get back into the game. Start off by form shooting. Get in the gym, cut some soothing music on, and just form shoot. Get one of your homies and one of your girls to pass you the ball. Or if you're a girl, get same. Get a girl, get somebody to pass you the ball, and just relax your mind. And then from there, you take another step back. You start relaxing. You're shooting the ball. You take that time, and then you'll look up in three weeks. You're at the free throw line, and then you get that touch back. And now you're shooting, and and and, and it's just like it just helps with the feeling of the shot, if that makes sense. So you know you're, what I mean? Yeah, you're saying though the form you said earlier was you just get close to the basket. You don't want to get too close. So the mistake that people make if this is the rim. You don't want to be too close because you don't want to be shooting up like this. That leads to a bad shot. You always want to be shooting extended. So I would say about maybe about three steps away from the rim, small steps that you're always extending that right arm and not shooting up in the air that way. You know okay, what I mean? And, yeah. I, and I do that with the, the highest paying client. Like last night with Michael Porter Jr., like I said, we shot for about an hour and some change, but the first 30 minutes, all form shooting. You get what I mean? Because you, it's, it's like a relaxation, but you're concentrating. You know, it doesn't matter what's going on around you. The only thing that matters is that jump shot. You know what I mean? So and if you want to be great. And, and now if you want to go in there just to have some fun with your friends, you can do the same thing. Just go in there and just form shoot and laugh and have a good time, but it's still getting up good reps, if that makes yeah. sense. You know what I mean? Don't ever go in the gym just to throw up bad shots. You how, know about, what I mean? how about footwork and all that type of thing? Yeah, footwork is more important depending on what your game is. So like uh, a good example is somebody like Bobby Portis, he has to be good at the jab step pull up. He has to be good at the turnaround jump shot. The thing about KCP, he's never going to do turnaround jump shots. So he has to be good at coming off curls. And uh, so it's just whatever your game is, you want to work on that type of footwork. If you're a guard, you know you need to work on shooting in transition. You need to work on shooting off the dribble. If you're a center, you need to work on the jab. You need to work on the turn around you need to work on your hook shots to the footwork for that so it's just whatever your game is but like you're saying if it's joe blow it's nothing wrong working on all those things because you're just hooping with the homies you're having a good time but most importantly you got to put in the time if you want to um, take your game uh to the next level to the next yeah and have overall conditioning right Condition is very important, you know, and that's even if you're not playing basketball, you know, you always want to take the time at least two, three times a week just to get that heart moving. You know what I mean? Especially if you are playing basketball, you can't be out there and not be conditioned the right way. And, and a good example is um, about a month ago, I trained uh, Kevin Gates. He's a rapper. And uh, I did not realize how much energy he had. We trained for like two hours and he was not fatigued at all. And I'm like, bro, what? Like, are you, like, you good, bro? You like, and he was like, man, that's what I do. He was like, I work out every day. I make sure I do my, my push ups. I make sure I do my sit ups. And I'm like, I, I can tell. Like, you aren't even winded at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and a good example is when I did run the racks, when I broke the world record, I lost 18 pounds. And that was the only way that I can break that world record because I had to be in like dumb shape. So I go back to trying to break the world record in about two weeks. I have to lose about 15 pounds this time, but I'm dedicated. This time? Yeah, I'm going to lose 15 what is that? pounds. What's that thing that you're doing? It's called? So it's, uh, you know, the three-point contest when you yeah. go around the racks. I broke the world record, but I realized, I was like, my shot is good, but I'm not, I'm not going fast enough. So Red Bull did a good job of putting the right people around me to understand my body and my health and what can I do to go faster. Are you sponsored by Red Bull? I'm sponsored by Red Bull. Oh, okay. Yeah, so okay. God is good with that. I'm the first athlete ever that's not a professional athlete in the field to be signed say. with them. Yeah, and I'm the first athlete ever with my own Jordan shoe. I, I, I want it, Oh, I was yeah. going to ask you about that. That's so yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's a, it's That such a to blessing. me is yeah. so impressive. Are those yeah. them? No, these aren't these, okay. but uh, I can uh, definitely sign a pair and, and give you some. Yeah, for sure. I w 
Would you promise? Yeah, I mean, I got you. I mean, I said it. <laughs> I know. Now he's on here saying it. Okay, yeah, good. I sit on the podcast and I never know. talk to you again. Oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'll never hear from you again. No, I got you. I got you. Okay, I promise. Good. But, and my little boy, please, too. Yeah. Do you well, have a I, kid? I, I, I can do one. I can only do one. Why isn't it? Because the first, the first shoe is um, like with DJ Khaled, right? Mm-hmm. Your first shoe is only family and friends, so only make a certain amount. Your second shoe is retail. So the first one, I only have about 50 pair. We gave a pair to like Martin Lawrence. We gave a pair to Bad Bunny. We gave a pair to um, Little Yachty. You know, Little Yachty is yeah. one of my clients. So, oh, really? Um, this is, I didn't know the talk. I didn't know that. So your yeah, first run? Of, no, no, no. Oh, I don't care your, about with, with sneakers. Yeah. yeah. So like with celebrities, when your first shoe comes out, they just want to see if the masses are going to like really like it, if that makes yeah. sense. But I was blessed that when my first run came around, all the top sneakerheads wanted them. So Jordan Brown was like, hold up, like, you know, we might be on to something. You know what I mean? So people were going crazy over them. But the thing is, they only make a certain amount of pair to, to go to the masses. 50, 50 pairs for yeah, the first so, run. Yeah, it went to like all the top celebrities and stuff like that. And you're going to give a pair to me? Yeah, I'm going to sign. That's I got so you. nice of yeah, you. Oh yeah, my gosh, I yeah. appreciate that nah, very for much. for sure, for sure. So it's just like, you know, to be the first trainer ever to have that, you know what I mean? And I'm the first trainer ever to have a jump shot in NBA 2K. How did you get... Okay, so tell me how this happened. Just being consistent, you know like, what I mean? Like, did they come to you? That's the brands, That to me, the shoe is like... I mean, it's, it's it's unreal. Yeah, it's unreal, and it, it is more things coming soon. It's are they going to do another run to the masses, or you don't know yet? It, it's some it's some big things coming up soon, and I, and I'm just I'm just blessed to just be in a situation that, like you said, I didn't make it to the NBA, but I'm getting the perks of an NBA player. One hundred, I mean? and like, it's just I, I never take it for granted. So wait a minute. So how did they? Did someone at Jordan come to you or yeah? Nike so the way it works, we can do the let's do the NBA two K one. So okay. NBA 2K reached out to me and was like, hey, man, we see how great you are as a shooter. We've never. What is NBA 2K? Should I know what It's that a is? video game. It's like the biggest oh. video game in the world, right? So my so, kid will know. Yeah, he'll know. So they reached out to me and said, hey, we want to consider to make your jump shot a feature in a game just like an NBA player. And I'm like, whoa, like, wow. Like, so they said, but it'll take two years. Like, we have to wait, see what happens. So I went to film. I went there and it, we just released about. Eight, nine months ago, I was the first trainer ever to have my jump shot uh, in NBA 2K, which is it's my jump shot. So, like, if you're in the house, yeah. you're playing with your son, yeah. you can get the lethal shooter jump shot. Yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. Lo- Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, it's a blessing. Yeah, it's a blessing. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. No, it's a, I definitely don't take it for granted. So, it's just, that's why stories like, like this, I think, is very important because it is just lets people know, you know, okay, you didn't get where you wanted, you know, but why stop? Just keep going because you never know in today's world you can get the perks of that player. Like I said, I'm not sitting in Hidden Hills with $300 million, <laughs> which I would take, you know what I mean? 100%, but yes. I'm still doing other things. I'm an NBA ambassador, so I have a TV show with the NBA. They send me uh, to different, like last year for the draft, I was with uh, the commissioner. Uh, having some talk about the games and they let me um i mean it might sound corny some people but like they let me walk over the stage like you know lethal shooter gets drafted da, so da, da, da. Nice. and they didn't let other people do that and then they let me follow paulo which was the number one draft pick you know we we i was with him the entire draft the next day me and him had to go to orlando for media and because i was showing people what it feels like to be an nba because people don't know their lives right so the nba trusted me to be around paulo to show his life after getting drafted because people think as soon as he gets drafted he's just partying yeah yeah no yeah. this is it's unreal like you, what happens tell so, us so 
what happens is as soon as you get drafted, you go to the back straight media. After that, they're telling you what's going on because the next day you got to go right to your team to get checked. They're they're making sure you're legit, if that makes sense. Yeah. As soon as you finish doing that, you got to sign like 200 jerseys, like Palo, 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 Palo. Then you got to do all the media there. Then you have to do all this content because they got to put push out content yeah. for the team. Then you have to find a house. Then you have to find all the furniture. Then you have to find a car. Then you have to find like, it's just so much stuff that happens in between that time. And it was, ble- I was a blessed to have a, a, a show that's uh, it's actually on the um, NBA TV uh, where you can uh, watch it where you know it's presenting just basically what, what NBA players go through. So when the NBA asked me to be an ambassador, I was just like, hell yeah, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, of course, yeah, man, I, I'll never take that for granted. So like they, they they have some amazing stuff set up for me coming up as well, and then um, which is like I told you, I'm gonna be the first person in two weeks. I'm gonna be the first person ever to shoot against a robot. That so, is so crazy. Yeah. So in Japan right now, uh, they built a robot that actually breaks all odds of shooting. It's like the perfect robot that can shoot. And you're so gonna go against this robot. I'm gonna. It's like man versus robot. So I go do that June 19th, which is it's gonna be a big deal. What happens if the robot keeps on winning? I, I mean, I feel like or it's like Terminator. I feel like we lost. We, we all lost. If I lose, mankind loses. I, I was gonna. I say, won't let us down. This is really yeah, funny. You're yeah. saying. <laughs> I have, oh my god! You know, I had this guy on my podcast. He's the one that. He's a world famous economist, the yeah. probably the most famous one in the yeah. world. His name is Noriel Rubini, and he wrote this book called Mega Threats, like yeah. the 10 biggest threats that are like yeah. surrounding our yeah. world. And we had this whole conversation about AI and yeah. that, and how he believes that like we are all going to be part machine very like way sooner than yeah, you think because yeah. like that is what's happening like yeah like human like the humankind is yeah. actually going to be obsolete pretty soon yeah so you're right like if you lose we're if i screwed. lose i'm letting everybody down yes. so everybody just you better don't practice. worry about it i mean i practice a lot i think i'm going to be fine mankind is going to win this okay one. good yeah <laughs> are you like are you practicing still like to this day how much do you practice yourself a day well you know my schedule is a little bit different now tell me i want to know a day people. in the life of you uh so i I wake up, wake my kids up. Wait, you got kids? Uh, I got two kids. How old are your kids? Uh, four and two. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Are you married? Not married? Uh, I have a fiance. A fiance. Okay. Yeah. So I wake up, get them ready for school, feed them. What time do you wake up? Whew, like six fifteen. Okay. Yeah, and then take them to school, come home, go over film, go over interviews, go over stuff with the PR team, go over stuff with Nate for content. Like right now, I'm doing court renovations in DC. I'm getting ready for that. I'm getting ready for the stuff for Red Bull. It's a lot of stuff that people don't see that I do behind the scenes. Tell that's us, like, that's why you're here. Just basically like just getting organized. I have to do something uh, next weekend in Memphis for Nike. Are you signed with Nike then technically? Well, they're, they're the same umbrella. So right. I'm with Jordan brand and right. Nike. So with Nike, I'm blessed to be one of the head trainers for basketball. So like they use me for certain camps and stuff like that. You know, EYBL is the best the best in the world right now for, for grassroots and and they and they allow me to help them to help the kids with the artist shooting because that's how much Nike trusts me you know what I mean and it's funny because when I first started with Nike during the pandemic people used to make fun of me because of my rim ideas you know because I'm the one to do all those creative rims and thinking out of the box Did and people I, made fun of you for that why yeah I mean it doesn't matter that I was training all these athletes and they were shooting good but people just made fun of me because like ha 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 look at you but the one thing I realized in life when you do when you think out of the box and you're creative people are going to laugh who aren't creative and it's funny that they were laughing at me because now the NBA Red Bull Jordan all these all the biggest brands in the world I signed a deal with Continental Tire so it's just like to sign with all these companies because they see my creative 
uh, my Who's career. laughing now? Yeah, yeah. So it's just you it's created just, a brand. You basically created a brand. Yeah. For yourself. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't inter- interrupt you, but I was just. Yeah, kidding. no, 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 for sure. So it's definitely a blessing, and to have Nike sign me and and have me be a part of these things when everybody was kind of making fun of me, it just shows me how much they they believed in me. Same with Jordan Brand, like they were helping me do content during the pandemic. When, like I told you at first, it was like ha ha. Now Jordan Brand and Nike look amazing because I'm I'm a part of the Nike family. So it's just a dream come true to have, especially Red Bull. You know, Red Bull was there for me to like, hey, we don't really sign athletes right now that aren't professional in their field, but we think you made your own lane and you're a professional in that field. We want to sign you to this type of deal and to have them do ideas that I feel that are dreams come true. Like three years ago, I posted on my page that I wanted to shoot against a robot. You know, and now Red Bull set up all these things so I can go be the first person ever to shoot against a robot for five days in Japan. That is so they're the ones who set this whole thing. Yeah, up. they said, I mean, it's not easy to to do stuff abroad. I'm the first person ever to shoot in front of the pyramids. Really? Yeah, I'm the first person ever to shoot. We had to go through the uh, through the government. We had to wait from 3 a.m. to 7 a.m. as the sun was coming up to do it because there's it's like sacred grounds. Like yeah. they only let certain people in a certain time. When we pulled into the gates at the pyramids, they had to take us all out, search the van, go uh, search underneath the van, go through all our bags, check our whole bodies because it's sacred. You know what I mean? And totally. then as the sun was coming up. I was shooting there, and then and that's another thing I have in my record. You know, the first person to ever shoot in front of a pyramid. And I have other things lined up in the next two years that I thought of that nobody's ever done with a bat. I'm the first person ever to shoot underwater. Do you have a video of that? Yeah, it's on my page. It went viral. It hit Sports Center. Um, it hit House of Highlights, um, which was a blessing. Yeah, so I did that. Well, so it's just. It? I'm sorry, not to be. I I, I want to see that. Will you show me that? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I'll show you. Yeah. So it, it was it was it was awesome moment. So just that's also looking after. Just yeah, just to continue. Don't be afraid to How think you, out of the box. First of all, I love that message because yeah. it's 100% true. And you said something earlier that I always I wrote a book recently, and um, my big tagline always is like it doesn't really matter my tagline, but the whole idea is that you may not get the goal, but by going down that path you know, you'll, another opportunity will present itself that you never knew existed mm-hmm. by just even doing it and having and like action, like momentum. Mm-hmm. And which is what, what you kind of said was that, that like you may not have got in to be an NBA player per mm-hmm. se, and that this other opportunity presented mm-hmm. itself that is just as like, maybe not that, but it's like you're thriving in mm-hmm. this and you would never probably have thought this would ever have happened to you. Like you've basically created, like like you said, like your own lane, mm-hmm. your own brand. Who came up with the name Lethal Shooter? Yeah, so like when I was growing up, my dad would always call me uh, Lethal, but there was no social media back then. You know what I mean? It was right. like Facebook and you know, know MySpace. Okay. Yeah. So when I when my friend Jonathan told me that I, I should think about Instagram, I was like, well, I ain't trying to make no damn Instagram page. Like I ain't got time for that. Yeah. So he, you know, at that time you can use your iPod. You remember to yeah. do the apps? So he gave me his iPod and we were coming up with names and I couldn't think of a name. I was thinking of some corny names. And I was like, you know what? I'll just use Lethal and Shooter. So and I was like, oh, wow, like Lethal Shooter, but nobody ever took it. So at first I was getting a lot of backlash because Lethal Shooter, people think it's shooting a gun. Yeah. And then now that people understand that my brand is all about positive vibes and just staying locked in and staying focused on your goals, that name is starting to trend in a positive way. And it's a dream come true that that I was able to get that name because, I mean, I think I'm doing a good job of trying to let people in the world know who I am. You know, Chris Matthews, Lethal Shooter. Yeah. Yeah. And so how long have you been on social media doing these videos then? So I just started doing those videos about seven years ago. 
seven wow. years ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So when I first, before I had Instagram, of course, Facebook, we wasn't, yeah. it was just photos. Hey, I'm hanging out with the homies. But with Instagram, you remember it was just photos. And then once they started doing videos, I'm like, damn, what can I do to get people's attention, if that makes sense? So I tried to shoot a video for the first time and people went crazy. And I was like, damn, people were infatuated with my shooting, but I only had 15 seconds. You remember that? Yeah. It was on. So I was trying to squeeze in as much as I can in 15, and they put it up to a little bit more. And they put up to a little bit more. So I've, I've, I've always figured out ways to yeah. stretch out that time to make it really good content that a lot of people can't. Well, it's hard content. You know what I mean? So just three weeks ago. So until three weeks ago, because now uh, Chris just hired a social media yeah. person. You were doing all of the content by yourself? Yep. So I do all, all of my content by myself. Who's shooting the shooter? Uh, a tripod or I have a friend hold it and then I'll edit it myself. So it was just more of just like, I don't want to say being selfish, but just like it, I want stuff done a certain way. So if people do content with You're me, particular. they know I'm very particular. Yeah. So uh, I've been working uh, with Nate for a little while long. And I was like, you know what? I, I need to hire this guy full time because he understands me mm -hmm. and he understands what I'm looking for. And, and when it comes to content, that's a certain type of thing because I can't have you mess up. You know, <laughs> I totally agree. I totally yeah, agree. Yeah. yeah. So you were doing all of this yourself yep. and you thought of like, hey, I'm going to put myself on Instagram and do these videos. Yep. Who Was there anybody doing that at all besides you? Yeah, there's a lot of videos out there with people who are shooting and doing creative ideas. But, you know, there's just like a lot of people in the world right now that have podcasts, but everybody's not you, if that yeah. makes sense. So yeah. people are attracted to certain type of things, not saying that me and you are better than the next man or woman, but, you know, we're blessed that people want to hear our stories. And that's how it comes with my shooting videos. When I post, people are infatuated with how is this guy doing, um, it. doing it. Well, they're you know so I mean? creative too. Yeah, and that's what you got to do. Like, and that's and that's that's what I think was wrong with the world. And I was telling Nate as well. Everybody's trying to do something that everybody else is doing. So if you do something that God has blessed you with, people are going to see it. And that's why I do the things that I do because it's like it's my idea. There's no rim idea. There's no idea that somebody can say, "Oh no, I did that first. No, this is something I thought of first. And that's why I put that. Type. Like the content that I'm about to post June 1st is going to be insane. Like you'll see. I can't say it on here, but it's going to be insane. Like it's an insane rim idea and it was something that I've been well, thinking about. Well, this is going to go up probably after. I was, okay, cool. So yeah. they're going to see it. So yeah, June so, 1st, yeah. I got a sick idea coming out. You don't want to tell me what it is? Well, I can't say it well, now. You're not, it's going to be out. Oh, it's gonna be out. Well, so like this it, won't be. This will be probably like a week or two after. June oh yeah. So it's like an idea where the rim is swinging, and then if I miss the 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 ball or bust, so it's like it's some it's some sick stuff. It was it was it was pretty easy for me to make the shots, but it's just thinking out of the box if that makes sense. And then the idea that I have after that is just it's so sick. Like it's. Are just, you just constantly thinking of these new things all yeah. the time? I watch a lot of things to stimulate myself. Like you know, it might be weird. Like I watch like Denzel Washington, Eddie Murphy. I watch Tyler Perry. It has nothing to do with basketball, but all of them are so different characters, if that makes sense. Yeah. And um, I like to watch those different type of people because they're not like one trick ponies. And when I watch them, it gives me different ideas how I can, you know, do different things in my rim. When I say rim, I'm not talking about basketball, I'm talking about in my rim of basketball. But, you know, I, I want to be have a TV show. I want to be a trainer. I want to do rim ideas. I want to be a content creator. I was the basketball tech for Fresh Prince of Bel-Air this year for Paramount and, and Westbrook. I was in a movie with Adam Sandler for Hustle because they only saw my content. 
that that's how they saw me. So Adam Sandler saw my content and was like, "Yo, I, I want him." And that's same with Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So wait, tell me what happened. So what did you do in Hustle? Give me Adam Sandler story because I love. So Adam they they reached out. It was like Adam saw your video. We love what you're doing. Would you want to be in the movie Hustle? And at the time, like I've turned down a few other movie opportunities because I was like, you know, I'm still stirring on what I knew. Did I had to realize? If I really want my brand to reach a certain point, it's not about doing everything, but I have to do other things as well. Yeah. So I went to the set and I met Adam and I, he's another person. I'm like, okay, this guy's fake. Like, he, this can't be real. This guy is serious about basketball. Oh. He is like a, a gym junkie. So like when he was out there, he was getting shooting tips from me, the professor. And then during his breaks, he eats his fruit, looks at the scene that he needs to watch, which was an honor because I asked him, I said, it's okay if I watch how you guys edit this. He's like, yeah, watch. And I was watching him. As soon as he's done, he gets right back and starts shooting again. And I'm like, okay, this guy's the legit. He's 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 seriously legit about this. You know what I mean? So it was just, it was an honor to uh, do Hustle uh, with Adam Sandler. So that's what happened with- Did you train him to be able to train? Like, Because his whole role is of being a coach, right? Yeah, so he was a coach. So right. he didn't really need training, but he did take the time from me and the professor to learn some things okay, on professor, set. What, uh, he's a He's an influencer as well. Oh, a yeah, he, okay. he's a he's a basketball basketball trainer, but we call him the professor. You call him the professor, yeah. okay? But like in the in the movie Hustle, though, wasn't he a coach? He was a who was coach slash scout, scout, looking, a scout. That's yeah. what he was, a scout. Yeah, but on set, he was more training people, if that makes sense. But during those dead times, yeah. What was your role though? What were you supposed to be? So doing? I'm a trainer in the movie. I'm lethal shooter in the movie. You are? Yeah, and they gave me a a, a credit, and I was like, "What the hell?" I was so confused. Like, I was like, "Am you're I?" You're actually a trainer in the movie. Yeah, oh, I'm a and trainer so in the movie. The professor, you were. Yeah, saying. yeah. Both of you were. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, it was a dream come true. So, is this professor guy like you? Well, he doesn't train NBA players and stuff like that. He's like a content creator that he does these creative ideas as well oh. on social media. So, f to to do that was just. I mean, for people like Adam to even know who I am, it's that's just, incredible. It's 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 a dream come true. And he literally found you on Instagram. Yeah, they saw. That's how I was for Fresh Prince of Bel Air. They called me in. They said, uh, "Have you ever done TV shows before?" And I was like, "Nah." So they was like, "If we have a scene, can you help write this certain scenes?" And they was like, "Who writes your content?" And I was like, "I write because I do skits. Do you know I do skits?" No. Yeah, I do viral skits that I have. I have a. I just did a skit with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Are you joking? Yeah, I just did a skit with him and it has 24 million views. Yeah, so like when I, I do skits, so when they saw my skits, they thought that other people wrote my skits. And I was like, no, I write, I'm doing another skit. Me and him are doing another skit with another creator this week. And I was like, I write my own skits. So they were like, well, give us an example of boom, 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 boom. When I was like, well, I would boom, 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 boom. They're like, all right, you want to work for the season? And I was like, shit, I'll take it. I'm, and they told me how much I was getting paid. I was like, shit, I'll work for 20 years. <laughs> oh, you serious? Yeah. So it was a blessing. You know, his name is Morgan Cooper. He wrote Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the new one. Yeah. It's called Bel-Air. And um, when Morgan put me on that call with those people, I'm not going to lie, I was very nervous. It's very intimidating to get on a call and you have like Peacock and all these different people and they don't know who you are. You're like an outsider, yeah. you know, because I've never, I've never been in the industry. I've never been a part of a set. And for Morgan to believe in me to help with a a, a, a move, a something that's bringing back that Will Smith's a part of, it, it, I was nervous. But then I realized like, fuck, what am I nervous for? Like, this is what, this is why I do content. I do content so I can get picked up to do 100%. stuff like this. So like, I mean, I just, I was smashing. They hired me for this season. Like I did two seasons and we just got picked up for a third season.
They did? Yeah, we just got picked up for a third season. So a movie like that, you were saying they wanted to know if you could, like, what would you do? What would you? What would be your role? They hired so, you to do exactly So it's a TV what? show well, uh, called know. Bel Air, and it's called a basketball tech. So my job is when there's basketball scenes going on, it's my job to watch it to let them know if it looks real or if it looks fake. Right. And then it's my job that if scenes are not of a par, I can fill in where I might feel that it needs to look real. So we Got shot it. a we shot a scene in Venice where me and Jabari, you know Jabari Banks, he's like yeah, that's the, he's like he's like the main actor. Yeah. He's my client. So we were training for this scene where he's going against uh he's going against a guy that's like six eight. But as we were shooting it, it was starting to feel a little fake, like Hollywood shit. And then we're like, listen, if we want the consumer to feel this is real basketball, this is what we have to change. Mm-hmm. And that's a blessing from Morgan and different people that are directors to allow me to just have a voice. Because for me to tell, go to a director and say, nah, that looks fake. And they'll say, what do you want to change? I think instead of him smacking him, maybe they act like they're going to do something over here to make it look real. And they'll change it. And it's just like, it's a dream come true. Because, I mean, whoever think Lethal Shooter would be on, on going to these sets. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's really honestly amazing how yeah. like things basically just blossomed and spiraled for you in a really great way. Like, because you can shoot well, you had the, but you had the foresight to be like, oh my God, if I can do this, then people will see me to do that. And I will then get other opportunities will present themselves. Like, did you ever think that you'd be on a movie with Adam, you know, you would be the lethal shooter in the Adam Sandler movie or like, you know, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air TV show for three seasons or have your own shoe for, with Jordan. I mean, that's like insane to That in itself is amazing. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I always knew I was going to be successful. That's why I wasn't really tripping as much because I have my diploma. And if and if anything came down to it, I would just use my diploma to be like a lot of people don't know. I was a teacher's assistant before at Kneewood Academy when I was trying to figure out my life. They allowed me to be the basketball coach there. Oh, yeah, so nice. we went all the way to the championship game and lost by one point. So if I wasn't doing all this, I wouldn't mind being a teacher. Yeah, I won't have millions of followers, but when I was a teacher, it was just fun just helping people figure it out. Because the one thing about them kids, they need help figuring. That's why my whole brand, every day I'm posting motivational. If you look at my whole page, it's about motivation. Motivation, just to help these kids know like somebody appreciates you, somebody cares for you, you're beautiful, keep your mind right and stuff like that. So I, I didn't think I was going to get to this point where it's like, you know, people like Snoop Dogg saying, like the other day I was telling him on live, Snoop Dogg was like, yo, we got to get in the gym, Lethal Shooter. Like, I didn't think this would be happening. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, this is this is definitely a dream come true. Did you play with Snoop yet or not yet? I haven't played with him yet, but that's definitely going to... I think I was telling Nate in the car, I think I'll quit after I get like Denzel, Eddie Murphy, Tyler Perry, Obama, and uh, who else did I name? I know this is going to sound crazy, but Oprah. I think I want to get Oprah to shoot a form shot. Really? Like what you did. Like just a little form shot. Like, like I think she, I think I that th- can happen. Yeah, I think that can happen. Why I can't think- that happen? First of all, that what you just the list of people that you just said are obviously going to happen because yeah. number one, they all. I know Obama loves. Yeah, he basketball. loves basketball. It's just a matter of time. Like he may patience. Be, you might be checking your phone right now. He might. Hey, he may it have might DM'd be in the email. You. We got to speak into it right I'm now. You, speaking into existence. I bet I'm you, you he may have just DM'd you now. For I'm all telling you, know. you, I'm telling you. So it's it's definitely going to. Those are like the people that like I told you they inspire me. And I'm really motivated by what they do. So for sure, is you know, it's going to go down. Oh my God. I'm, I, this is a, 
by the way, you are very inspired. It's very motivational. You're very yeah. inspiring. I love what you've done with your with one thing that you were very good at, and you've created an entire business brand around it. If yeah. you didn't finish telling me though, because I probably interrupted you, I yeah. apologize. And then just quickly tell me what your day to day routine is. You said you wake up, you take your kids to school. Yeah, wake up around six fifteen. Wake them up. You know that's tough. Brushing teeth, Do washing faces, changing clothes. All that. Breakfast, take them to school, come back home. I got to handle emails. I got to handle uh, content ideas. I got to handle calls. Because like I told you with Red Bull, doing stuff with Nike, doing stuff with Jordan. It's like big projects mm -hmm. that we're working on. Pick Usually pick them up at school around 1230. As soon as I pick them up, I have to take them to the playground and play with them. Usually during their nap is more. I take more calls. And I do that. Then now I have time for myself to maybe watch a little bit of TV. Then it's dinner time. Once they eat dinner, I got to put them to bed. And then... Uh, do you have them... Like, where's your? Where's the fiance? Is she helping at Yeah, all? she... I mean, the one okay. thing that I learned since I travel so much, when I'm at home, I try to be the father and the dad. Yeah. I mean, the uh, mom. I know what you Because, mean. like, for instance, when I go to Japan... I go from Japan in a few weeks, then I go to Greece, and I go straight to Atlanta, then I go to D.C., so I might be gone for like, I'm like a basketball player. I might be gone for like four weeks. So it's like when I am at home, I try to do more than I have to do, if that makes sense. You know yeah. what I mean? Like this morning when I was playing with my youngest daughter, like I literally, I have like a little moped, and me and her just riding around the valley on the moped and then doing that, and then came back home, let her drive her car. I know there's a lot of dads out there that don't want to do it, but like I really wanted to just chill this morning. But I realized those are the times that I have to spend to just let her know, look, I got your back, if that makes sense. You mm -hmm. get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I try to exceed my limits when I'm at home because, I, I mean, I'm gone a lot. Like, a lot. I'm really a lot. Like, I'm gone a lot. You know what I mean? Because my, my brand is dependent on that. Like, I'm about to do... You know, this is coming out, and I don't know when it's coming out, but I'm about to do one of the biggest collabs coming up soon. I'm about to be gone for a long time to film with that overseas. So it's just what it's, collab are you doing? We'll, we'll I don't know when the collab. I know when I'm filming it, but I don't know when it's coming out. So I don't know if I can talk on it. But oh, it's okay. definitely going to be life changing. You get what I mean? And it's just for, even just for, to do that is I have to leave for like three and a half weeks. You know oh, what I mean? Wow, I just, yeah. like I told you, I went to Indonesia for two weeks a few months back. Yeah. And then Bad Bunny, he just flew me to Puerto Rico a few weeks back. I was gone for two weeks. To do what with Bad Bunny? He owns a basketball team in Puerto Rico. And uh, he hit him and his manager, Noah, hit me up and was like, hey, man, we know you're the best in the business. We need you to train our team to get ready for the season. So I was like, you know, I mean, yeah, I'll come train you guys. So I wow. live in Puerto Rico. They want me to come back again, but it's just the way my schedule is. But it's just, I'm, I'm gone for such long spurts. You really are. Yeah. I mean, like, you're on, that's, so has anyone ever tried to sign you exclusively? Like one team try to sign you exclusively? Yeah. Or one person? You know, like, you know, Michael Jordan had his one guy. Like, did anybody ever try to do that with you? Well, I wouldn't say Michael Jordan had his one guy. He did allow his trainer to train multiple people. So... I can train multiple people, but yes, NBA teams have reached out for the last five years to have me as their main shooting coach. But the one thing that I've learned, all due respect to these NBA teams, if I take a job with the team, I won't even be here right now to do this podcast. I won't even be able next week and two weeks to go to Japan. I won't be able to go to Greece. I won't be able to go to all these different places. So I feel like at first I was real hungry in it. I want to be an NBA shooting coach. And then I realized, you know, God had a bigger plan. You know, not saying the NBA shooting coaches. I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, though, don't yeah. have big plans, but it's just, it, 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 it would hold me back. 
You know what I mean? So, but for sure, a hundred percent. I think in a few years after everything settled, I've done what I've done. I think I will take a shooting coach position with an NBA team. Yeah, yeah. But not. I want to win a ring. Yeah, yeah. But right now, you're too busy building your own brand. I'm trying to build a brand. And yep. there's too many opportunities. Right. So have you? did you make a conscious effort to be like, you know what? I am not going to be, no matter how lucrative it can be for one, like if no matter who offers me a deal, if even if, if LeBron says, be my guy, I'll pay you this amount of money. It's just, did you make a conscious effort to say, no, I'm not doing... I'm not going to be exclusive because that would close the opportunities and the doors for all these other things that can happen for me. Yeah, and that's happened this year with multiple teams because like you said, it's like, okay, you know, you're spreading yourself a little thin. You're training them and we got to play them. How about we just pay you this so you can just train? But I think that's not fair. You know what I mean? I feel like, you know, why can't I why can't I do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you don't want me to train your players anymore because of that, I'm okay. not going to be able to train them. You know what I mean? Because that means it's not about being greedy, but it's just like that. I'm a private contractor. You know what I mean? But you're not wrong. If somebody came to me, which teams and players have done with a proposition where it's like, look, bro, we want this is what we'll give you. We don't want you training the ops, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's like, nah, like that, that. Then now, and I'm just, I'm, I'm not spreading my gift the way I think it needs to be spread, if that yeah. makes sense. You know what I mean? It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is exciting. I'm very happy that this has all worked out for you. Yeah. Like a really nice guy. I think we're. I think like I've asked you everything. I yeah. mean, is there anything? I mean, like I said, you promised me those Jordan shoes, Chris. Yeah. I gotta. I'm, I'm gonna hold you to that. No, I'm, I'm not. Really I'm not gonna. Forget. I know. I'm yeah, teasing yeah, yeah. you. I'm teasing you. I'm teasing <laughs> I'm you. I'm not gonna forget. But no, thank you. I think this was great. And I and like I said, like thanks for coming on and yeah. sharing your thing with me. And and I think people are gonna find this super interesting, especially anybody who's interested in basketball. Absolutely. And that's it. I think we're we're. Oh, where do people find you if they don't know who you are? Yeah, you can you can Google me, of course, Chris Matthews plus Lethal Shooter. You can find me on Instagram at Lethal Shooter. I have Twitter. And YouTube as well. You're not um, on TikTok yet? I have TikTok. I, okay. I, get, I go viral. I have videos that have like 40 million views. Oh, that's it? So <laughs> Yeah. So, You're such uh, a you loser. Could, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can, you can find me on TikTok and all the platforms. So, And I appreciate you for having me on here to, to tell my story and uh, look forward to definitely seeing this come out for sure absolutely he's 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 got some great content you guys even if you're not even a basketball fan it's just like so like so unique so creative it's it's great i watch i I, it's like a rabbit hole though you start with one it's like an hour later i'm like down that rabbit hole but thank you for coming on thank you so much This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, 
and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox or wherever you listen to your podcasts.